0: we we'll Hello and welcome to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Gary Morgan. With me, as always, is my good friend, Jim Stam. Tired of his wife being gone. He can't wait for her to be back all the time and spend time with him and help him out. How you doing, Jim?
1: I am a uh, a lost baby, even when she's here. Uh, For those that don't know, I just had to have her get up here just to turn the computer on. So... Gary, and our and our very special guest today. Yes, uh, our very special guest. To here, so, you know, I'm a mess. Anyways. I love it. Um,
0: anyways, glad you made it, Jim. And mm-hmm. returning to the show, a very special guest, everybody. It has been far too long. You know her by the one name she prefers to give you, Graves. Welcome back to the Pirates fan forum. How you doing, guys? I'm doing great. It's great to be here with you both, and
2: and let's talk some uh, Pirates baseball. And and uh, uh, and I'm looking forward to the season. So let's go, Bucks.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, it's been a good start, I would say, as far as what I was most concerned about, which was getting that starting pitching going. And, you know, they're up around three innings now for everybody, three and a half, four. We'll probably start seeing them push it a little closer to five next week, I would say. And so far... Rich Hill looks like Rich Hill and Mitch Keller pretty much looks like Mitch Keller from second half of last season. Brubaker seems to be rounding into shape, at least, you know, fifth starter quality. I think you're going to get out of him and Velasquez has looked good. Looked good. No, no if, ands or buts about it. Despite your preconceived notions, he's looked all right. So Graves, First of all, is that not exciting? That the starting rotation looks like it's rounding into form.
2: It, it, it's a great sign, and you know, it, it, it's nice to have the, the veteran leadership. It's it, it's uh, I think Mitch Keller is, is is coming along. Vince Velasquez is coming along. Um, you know, Rich Hill. I, I, I mean, he's just the ultimate. Uh, veteran to have on this club, and 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 I'm excited to have to have him join, and and just to 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 teach the young guys what to do, you know, and and how to how to be an actual pitcher instead of just throwing throwing every you know. Every 15 seconds.
0: <laughs> oh, no, I totally agree. Graves, I don't know about you. I, I mean, I caught that interview they did on at and Sports with Rich Hill after th- on, during Thursday's game. And, and, Jim, I wanted to get your thoughts on that because whether you saw it or not, I'll give you the gist. It's, it's basically listening to a 40-year-old master of his craft mm-hmm. – just explain to you chapter and verse matter of fact as hell exactly how he does what he does to some of these hitters. Mm -hmm. And it was a thing of beauty. Just the value that you place in having that guy tell those
1: stories to
0: those kids.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's like, yeah, I, I liken it to kind of like a quarterback in the NFL in the sense of, like, early on, you're using a lot of your, your physical ability, right? And then it, you, you wait for the, um, the mental aspect to catch up with that. And then hopefully they merge, and then you can put it all together. And so, like, when you're younger, and some of these guys are that we're talking about, they haven't figured out that mental side of how to how to completely, like – you know, map out a start, set up hitters, do all those little things, set up pitches for pitches, three pitches later. You know what I mean? Like yeah. things like that. So like, that's what this guy can, can bring. And he, he is going to bring it in. And in, in, in many ways, I feel like he's just picking up where maybe like Quintana left off last year.
0: Yeah. So, I, would, I would agree with that. Yeah, I think that's a so, good comp.
1: Yeah. So, um, That's something that I think is invaluable, and it gets pitchers. Younger guys to learn. Hey, I'm. I don't have to throw the ball by everybody. I don't have to have perfect stuff every time out. I can help myself if I just have a good game plan in place and know how to do it. And I think that's what he's going to help bring. To say nothing of the fact that you know, if he keeps his blisters under control, he's still a decent pitcher. So, you know, I mean, what's not to like about that? Yeah, oh, I love it. Graves, you. You know, we have the advantage
0: of having a White Sox fan on the show today, too. I mean, you make no bones about the fact that you cheat on your beloved pirates with the White <laughs> Sox every once in a while. And I don't I can't call it cheating because you are half married into it. So it's not right. as though, you know, it's a, it's a total
1: choice. But uh, and. Hey, hey, hey. and I have to sit her and I root for Nebraska football and basketball and volleyball because of Chris. So I get it. And, um, you know, so, and, and it's great too, because just like you Graves, those paths don't intersect. So there's no, no, um, for- They're competition. yeah. Yeah. So it's a good setup. Anyway, I, I, I can
0: relate Graves. I can relate. <laughs> right. We'll just glaze right past the fact that I admitted pre-show that I too was a White Sox fan, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> let, what I wanted to get your take on was Vince Velasquez because you got to watch him pitch last year out of bullpen oh, yeah. primarily. And I, I think a lot of people pretty underwhelmed in Chicago land. By, by what Vince laid down last year. But you seemed pretty optimistic when your beloved Pirates signed him. So, I mean, what do you think so far? I, I've been impressed, honestly. I think he doesn't look the same as he did last year.
2: It, and, and he has not. And, and, you know, one thing coming into the season that the Pirates talked about is – is giving him confidence, showing him confidence. Hey, we have confidence in you being a starting pitching pitcher. And, and I think that's going to go a long way in, and whether he succeeds or not. And, and I think we've, we, we have seen that early on that the team has, has shown that and, and said, you know, said, Hey, you're going to be a starting pitcher. You're in the rotation. And, that could change, you know, it's, it's not set in stone, but I think that whole confidence factor has played a big role and what we've seen from him so far. Um, You know, as far as being with the White Sox. Yeah. I, 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 I think being in the bullpen, you know, played a, played a role. I mean, he, you know, he, he uh, wasn't necessarily uh, um, thought as, as as the, the big gun, the big you know, and 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 it played a part in and in, in how he was pitching. So I am looking forward to seeing how he goes throughout the season, seeing where he ends up and, and and I do think it 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 was a it was a a good signing for the Pirates.
0: Okay. And Jim, you know despite how people really perform. Sometimes people's preconceived notions just aren't going to be defeated in the world of social media. So immediately, I think there'll be people that are actually mad if Vince Velasquez does well, because it might hold back somebody that they thought should have been there instead of signing him in the first place. So first, what do you think of things like that? You know it's a thing. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And second, um, try as hard as you can to find a bad thing about him not or him being good.
1: (laughs) Well it's certainly a thing, right? On 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 Twitter and like people get real caught up in I've said this time and time again, like may either 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 wanting to be right so badly that you will actually root for someone to fail, yeah. Which is so counterintuitive as as being a fan of a team. Like, prove, hey, prove me wrong. I I would love to say I was wrong, right? I was wrong, yeah. <laughs> Excuse
0: me. Um I'll enjoy my plate of Travis Swaggerty Crow later if he
1: does it, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Like so so don't do that. And then also like let's let's pump the brakes on like always always trying to push for these young guys to be on the roster day one, right? I mean, like it's a long season. Yeah. And, you know, Luis Ortiz has already shown, hey, you know what? Maybe a little bit of time in in the minors will be a good thing. Yeah, you, know, you just don't want to have to have him come out if he struggles this spring, and then have him struggle to start the year. I saw I, one. I saw clearly one clearly needs needs to refine some things as far as his his pitches go.
0: I saw one in particular, and then we'll take a quick break. You know, Jim Rizzotti from North Shore Nine. He he put out something like. Luis Ortiz is going, just got selected to be pitching on one, probably the most impressive roster, I'm paraphrasing, ever put together in the World Baseball Classic, and the, he can't make the Pirates team. It, my first thing is, like, yeah, in the bullpen, and we don't know that he'll be used. Like, <laughs> they're, they're not just bringing, you know, nine pitchers and calling it a day. <laughs> like, yeah, That's not how this stuff works, man. Like, just you get so caught up in these narratives you just gotta like let things play out a little bit and speaking of letting things play out a little bit here's a couple guys the pirates have who aren't going to be playing for a little bit we should talk about let's take a quick break right and we're back to the pirates fan forum here on dk pittsburgh sports podcast network uh thank you again for subscribing to our show last week and rating us i appreciate it keep doing that please it helps a lot And uh, you're going to have to pardon me for rapid firing. It's been a while since I've had my friend Graves to banter back and forth with and got to hit her with as much as you possibly can handle all at once, Uh, even though I am going to toss it to Jim first this time, to be fair. Ah. (laughs) Um, Jim, we just got some news today about uh, Cabrian Hayes' thumb. Uh, Yeah. Little little weird. It wasn't in yesterday's uh, injury report since he's been dealing with it for a few days. Mm -hmm. Um, almost smells like they were hoping it would just kind of be okay, but then somebody asked about it and they chose not to lie. Um, it's, it sounds like nothing more than a sore thumb, but a sore thumb on your left hand as a hitter is not fun. And, um, he's been hitting well when he's played, but he hasn't played. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't said- want to continue a fake narrative about him being made of glass, but dude, hand yeah. injuries, back injuries, at at what point do we have some red flags here, man? Real red flags.
1: Well, you know, um can look at it a couple ways. You know, first of all, obviously spring training, they're going to be cautious with it, you know, maybe it's not that bad, maybe it's just a little soreness, whatever. But you know, th- there's just enough smoke with with Hayes with some of this. I, I You mentioned something about the false narrative with, of him being made of glass. The guy played, I think, the second most games last year for the Pirates. So l- let's relax on, you know, how, how injured he is. He played and through I, something, too. Has been, right? Yeah. But... It's all these little weird things, right? And we're talking like your hands, your wrists, your fingers, your thumbs, like that—that's everything to a hitter. Every. It is so – it's like asking a running back to go out there with a bad knee. It's just – you know, you just – you can't do it effectively. You know, you can go out and maybe, like you said, play through something. Yeah, right. But we're also talking about a guy that is trying to find his footing again offensively. And on top of it, generate a little bit more power, hopefully, with some of this. And when you're dealing with digits that don't feel great – uh, am I am I sitting here overly concerned? No. Do I think I want to stop hearing about these types of things? Yeah, I do, because right. it starts to worry me big picture. <laughs> so,
0: Graves, Hayes Thumb, you're, you're welcome to comment on. We'll, I'll throw that to you as well. I, I think – when I think it might've happened is when he took that screaming liner off of the the outside of his glove, he knocked it down still made the throw and everything. But freak accidents, man, (laughs) like this kid, like it's, it's kind of turning into something now. Right. I mean, like the, the narrative maybe is less of a narrative now.
2: No, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and, it, it, you know when he dives far to his right for a for to make and makes a spectacular play it seems like okay now he's injured you know or like you said the other day he makes play and now his thumb is injured so it it, it it raises, you know, the, some eyebrows and makes you think, okay, what, what exactly is going on here? You know, I love his defense; he's a spectacular player. You know, I, I've even pondered the idea of, you know, maybe we move him off a third base. You know, does he? Should we move him to shortstop? Should we move him to second base? And just, just to it because I think his bat is so. Important, you know, and, and, and getting on base and, and stealing and, and those type of things. I mean, it just kind of raises some questions in my mind of, you know, what's best for him? What's best for the team?
0: Yeah, I can't help but think that protecting Jared Triolo was strategic. You know, um, yeah. the defense would definitely not take that much of a hit. Right. And, and he's probably the only person... That you could say that about, so it, it, it's good to have somebody like that. But man, it'd be a lot better to have a healthy Cabrian Hayes. So, oh, absolutely,
1: and he can get by in the field with the, with the thumb that's you know a little bit banged up. It's just yeah. at the plate. I mean, that's the problem. So, and 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 what we need out of Cabrian Hayes is you know, and I, I know people love to you know rant and rave about the defense, and that's great and all. But for this team to take the next step, they need more from Kubrian Hayes at the plate. They just do. Yeah. And that's that's if that's criticism, so be it. No, let's just just be real. He's he needs to provide
0: fifteen home runs, two sixty, two seventy batting average, drive in seventy runs. Right. He needs to be a three four war offensive player. Really. And and I don't know if that's in the cards if your hands aren't right. So yeah, I, I hope I hope it is just preventative maintenance here. But Harlan Garcia is not. <laughs> so he was removed from the game the other day with with I think they called it uh, tightness, right? Which is always a scary thing to hear with a pitcher. Uh, apparently, he's had a couple MRIs, and it doesn't look like it should anything. But he can't grip a baseball. There's really no prognosis and no steps forward laid out quite yet. Jim, we were already worried about left-handed pitching. And now we're sitting here with Jose Hernandez as a roll five pickup as the only kind of lock to be on this um, roster in the bullpen as a lefty. That's frightening. What
1: should they do? Well, it's probably one of the few places where – Um, they could afford anything like that. Right. I mean, they're not exceptionally deep everywhere anyway, but lefty pitching that was, it's not like the pirates are, are bursting with left-handed arms that are major league ready. So, um, and as far as looking at um, Hernandez, it's not fair to him. I mean, uh, you just can't do, do that to a young guy. So I, I, I would think you'd be out there looking for another arm right now.
0: Yeah, I would um, think that you'd have to think of something like that. We have all this depth, Graves. Trade some of it. We, we talk all the time about it. you can't possibly dream you're going to go through all these outfielders. You can't. That, absolutely. The boss you know? would have to crash on the way to wherever they're going for an away spring training game in order for them to possibly use their roster depth worth of outfielders this year? Uh,
2: you know, and honestly a quick fix would have been if the Harling Garcia injury had happened a, a day or two earlier and maybe we had gone out to sign Brad Hand, uh, you know, he just signed with Colorado yeah. for like two million. That would have been an easy fix. But yeah, I think you've, you've got to look at trading from, from our depth and going out there to get somebody because I'm looking right now. There's nobody internally that I'm like, Oh yeah, this, this he can step up and he, this is going to be the guy. Um, I, the, the day that Harlan Garcia walked off that mound, I started getting nervous and I'm thinking, what are we going to do? I know they brought in a bunch of left-handers, but there's not anybody that has that has stepped up to to, to prove to me that they're ready to be the number one, um, especially if, if, if Hernandez is, you know, obviously he's the Rule 5 guy. You know, I don't know what the situation is going to be with him. So I, it definitely needs to be addressed.
1: <laughs> the thing with Garcia is like, okay, good. Hey, look, it's good. They went in there. It's good news that they went in there and nothing major structurally was wrong, right? So that's the good news. It could still be something minor and they just haven't figured out exactly what it is. Or it could be something that they're just like it turns into something bigger. So we just don't know. Right now, sounds like they don't either. But, you know, last I checked, when you can't grip a baseball as a pitcher, that sounds problematic. So right. th- but when you can't grip do a baseball, I mean, here's really where the rubber hits the road
0: when you can't grip a baseball and you're three weeks away from opening day uh-huh. and you're a p- baseball pitcher, you are not going to be on the opening day roster one way or another. It needs addressed. Uh-huh. And you could take two approaches. One, you just, you just go, well, we're one of those teams. We're just not going to have left-handed pitching. That thought entered my mind, Gary. Well, I mean, that's where you're at. You're going to have this roll five pick that I'm sure you want, but I'm also sure you don't want to overexpose. You're not going to bring him in in the eighth inning to face Bryce Harper. You know that's not fair.
1: <laughs> As we you were saying, you certainly don't want him pitching anything like high leverage right away, for sure. And right? You want know, let this yeah. ease ease on in.
0: And we got all these NRI's here. You know, you got Caleb Smith, you got Daniel Zamora, Rob Zerinsky, Angel Perdomo. They brought back freaking Braden Ogle. You know, so it's not like they don't have anything. But I again, they to me, they're more of a crapshoot than Hernandez is. Like I make some kind of a move here. There has to be somebody that a team has to make a decision on real soon. Like you can read the tea leaves. We're amateurs. We're watching this team. We can tell who they're going to cut. You can't tell me a GM can't be looking around, going, ah, so and so is kind of borderline over there. I wonder if we offered them cut. Cal- yeah, we- cal-
1: now's the time right now's the time too
0: because if you wait for cut down day aren't you just rolling the dice that everybody everybody wants left-handed pitching Uh you don't want to wait to try to swim in that pole you know to me they got they got an opportunity here to be aggressive and 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 do what they said they wanted to do you want to improve the the record this year well when you have something happen bad at the beginning that ruins your plan you don't just go into the season and pretend it didn't happen. You fix it. So go fix it.
1: They got the payroll. Yeah. And I mean, you know, they're still tinkering on the offensive side of things or defensively or whatever. They just picked up Matthias. You know, so that is something where like you're, you are still looking, you are still trying to actively shore things up. I would hope it would apply in this situation as well. Um, But would it shock me if they just said, you know what, we're just going to be one of those teams like Gary said, and uh, maybe not have much lefty help. Maybe that, that, that would not surprise me with the pirates.
0: Yeah, it would, it would be a messy decision sure. if you asked me, I'd prefer they don't, but,
2: well, you know, and even thinking back to last year when uh, we had one lefty in the pen and um, that didn't work out so well. So you know we've we've got to have a couple st- uh, stable guys in there that are left-handed that and and, and kind of mix it up. You know I don't want a team knowing that Jose Hernandez is is the only lefty and that's who you're going to pitch in a lefty situation. You've got to you've you've got to change it up. And and uh, so I I do hope that they that they address it and, and 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 are active in either looking at the DFA or or you know if players opt out or whatever and, and get somebody else in here
0: that that it's more stability and yeah. more reliable. It's dangerous situation to be playing with, but Jim, you brought up Mark Mathias because you're a masochist. So we have this new player in town and yeah, he was brought in to fill a role that, you know, the pirates have about five or six other guys can, can fill. So he, he, he's adding to this competition here, you know, that, that some people are supposedly in for some reason and others aren't. Do you want bays in that competition? Marcano's in that competition. Matthias, I guess, now is added into that second base competition. Chris Owings, but man, I, can, I I find it so hard to believe that he's really in that competition. I really yeah. do. And I mean, I I get well, it more,
1: but, so, more so now.
0: Yeah, and right. Maggi, I don't know about that. Um, and then you got the outfielders because I don't really know what Mark Matthias is competing with here. Is he competing for utility guy or is he competing for corner outfielder? I mean, well, and he, if he's competing for corner
1: outfielder, what what are we doing? <laughs> I maybe don't. a little, maybe a little bit of everything. I don't, you know the 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 big question the other day was why, um, and 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 some other questions now come up. You know, are they not happy with maybe the Marcano? Bay situation? Uh, are they? It, Do they want it to be sense? a handed player? Yeah, is it right-handed yeah, player the guy? Are they concerned about Hayes a little bit more than maybe? Uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm spitballing because I wouldn't have thought that until today, right? So I, yeah, you know, um, it begs it begs some more questions than I think there are answers for. I. You know, he seems like an, uh, a safer bet than some of these young guys. But I think I'd rather just completely go young. But I don't know. Well, he is young. So Graves, I mean, like for real, he's young. You mean our young,
0: basically. You are
1: young prospecty type guys. you you're right?
0: basically in your tribe that you're running. You can't have other tribes coming in and marrying us. You, <laughs> you're you going to marry within the tribe, damn it. I get it completely. I really do. I feel that way a lot, too. I, you know, what I know here is Bay and Marcano. Let's use Bay and Marcano, for God's sake. Let's get some answers, right? But, you know, maybe that's not fair. Graves, you usually like to give these guys a chance when they come here. More than I do, I usually overreact to the negative side and then sway my way back. This time, I tried to step back from it and wait. But I don't see where he fits on the roster. So well, what do you think? I know he has an option. Just yeah,
2: and, and, and I'm not sure that I necessarily see it right now where he fits. But I do go back to a an interview that John Baker had. I, I believe it was in November, and he talked about um, placement. And you know, some guys might start. You know, in double A or or. or and some of those things might surprise us, you know, of where uh, where they're going to be placed to start the season because that's going to be best for their development. So I don't know if that plays into where why Matthias is is here. Um, but I also think about you know the day we brought it, we brought McCutcheon back. Everybody was automatic, you know. Okay, well this is going to be the end of of uh, uh, Andujar. This is going to be the end of. Vlad, uh, this is going to be the end of, of Connor Joe. And they're all here. You know, they're still here. I mean, obviously, Andrew Hart is, is, is has been removed from the 40-man. So that, that's a little bit different. So I think we just need to kind of give a little pause, see how things play out, see where players are are assigned, and, 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 and see, you know, maybe Chris Owings has an opt-out. You know that we that we're that yeah. we don't know about. You know, maybe Cabrani Hayes' thumb is worse than we're expecting, and 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 is going to have to move over to third base, and we need a second baseman. I, I, I you know, bringing him in, to kind of, and 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 even seeing how Bay and Marcano have played this spring, I've not really been very impressed with either one of them. So maybe it's just kind of. Amping up the competition, or maybe the team has decided, hey, these guys really need some more work in triple A. So yeah. let's let's have a veteran, veteran s type of guy on the bench and and see what happens.
0: I mean, that sounds reasonable to me, more reasonable than I was when I first heard about it, Jim. But yeah. Let's take a quick break and come back. Let's talk a little bit more about the league at large. welcome back to the pirates fan forum here on dk pittsburgh sports podcast network and boy am i happy to have graves and jim back together the original setup for this show way back when the i mean I had this the the-
1: back then it's crazy you were, you were so wide-eyed and full of wonder gary and now <laughs> <laughs> i've learned so much
0: um <laughs> So, I thought it would be fun for us to talk a little bit about the league because we have, I think, a very lopsided-looking league right now. So, I wanted to talk, what was the best division in baseball right now? Baseball, lopsided? Hmm, The best division in baseball. And and just for shits and giggles, let's go ahead and just remove the the NL and AL Central because I don't think... Either of those are even in the competition for best division in baseball.
1: Totally can throw them both in the trash can right now. Right.
0: So it's not just up to us. I ran a poll question and a lot of you were kind enough to answer it. The NL East wins 63.8% of the vote. The AL East finishes second with 30.7. The NL West 4.7. And the piddly AL West, which I think is getting undersold here. Gets 0.8% of the vote. Wow. So what do you guys think? For me, it is the NL East. I think it's the strongest division in baseball. You got the Braves, Mets, Phillies, and I think it's going to be pretty good. I think it's really going to be pretty good. So... What do you guys think? And the Marlins can pitch their ass off. As long as they can win like 35, 40 games, one nothing. I, I think they're going to go to the World <laughs> Series. <laughs> so, Jim, what, do you think? what, what no, division let, let, do you think is the best? Let Graves start. Sure. Graves, which one do you think is going to be the best?
2: Actually, I I voted for the uh, the A at least. I, I think yeah. between the Yankees, the Jays, the O's, and the Rays, all of them – could make some noise. Um, yeah. The only exception is the Red Sox. You know, I I, I, I don't see them doing anything. Um, to, to, to me, it, it's really a battle between those four teams. If you want to look at the National League East, you got the Mets, Phillies, Braves. I, 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 you know, the, the Marlins, might show a little flash of something, but I don't think they're going to hold hold out to be anything in in, in the Nationals. So, um, it you know it, it, if you want to if 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 you want to go to the West, the the Astros, Marlins, um. Maybe the angels could make a little bit of noise. And I'm going to give a little bit of a shout out to Brett Phillips. If he's the guy that turns the angels around, then put <laughs> that dude in the hall of fame because he's helped the race. He's helped the O's. He's going to help the angels. So just put him in the hall of fame right now. He's the difference maker. Uh,
0: well, has he gambled in baseball? Because that's a rule. He,
2: he has not gambled in baseball. <laughs> but, man, He's a funny dude. I
0: mean, <laughs> the, the Rangers could sneak up and bite somebody, too, a little bit. That, they, that's why I kind of think the AL West got a little undersold there. Yeah. But I Probably. can see it. I can see it. What do you think, Jim? What's what's your bet
1: here? Well, let me say this. Like, I would love to see the Angels be relevant, right? I mean, wouldn't we all? And we talked about, I think, don't they, they? They are coming to PNC this year.
0: I, I think I the think. deadline would be so much more fun if they stunk, though.
1: Oh, I know. But they, <laughs> You know, so, like, I'm already marking that on my calendar for A's or uh, uh, Angels and Pirates. Uh, I suspect we will see some good crowds that weekend, regardless of what the Pirates are doing. Um, but as far as everything, like, as far as looking at everything, and I'll break it down by by league, um, man, the AL East is just a meat grinder, right? It, and it has, even the last couple of years, been that way. Um, When you start feeling sorry for the Red Sox, right there, that gives you an indication that things are – that's some tough sledding. Um, I would really – yeah, I put it down to like the AL East, someone coming from there, and the NL East on paper looks really tough. We'll see about the Mets. I kind of want that to blow up in, in their face and just <laughs> – you know, laugh, have something to laugh at every night when the Pirates aren't doing well. It
0: would sure and, be a lot cooler if it did, Jim. Yeah. But Gary, what do you think? Well, I think what's funny is I think the best league is the NL East. I think it's, it's the stacked one. Um, even if the Mets aren't good, I think the Phillies and, and the, the, uh, the Braves are pretty wicked teams. The funny thing is, I think the best team might Mm. be in the NL West (laughs) but because I think the Padres really really have a a good recipe here I Mm. like their mix right now Um, and I think if Tatis looks like Tatis and their pitching staff stays healthy I think they could be almost unstoppable this year which good for them they've been trying like hell to buy it for three or four years let's let's see them succeed right and i think they've they've proved that they weren't just trying to buy it real quick and and get their get their money back they they, they've held on to it for a few years i think they deserve to to get something out of it
1: well and 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 tatis is is the big wild card here right i mean is he healthy can he pick up kind of where he left off if he can then yeah Um, um super dangerous. Dodgers are always dangerous. So we know that. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, like I just have so much respect on how the Braves have done things that, um, I mean, I don't like them, but I respect the hell out of them. I mean, and so it's funny you say that because I just read an
0: article and Graves, will get your opinion and you too, Jim. I just read an article uh, about the uh, Houston Astros and basically they were saying, Yeah, I get what the Braves have done here, but I'm not comfortable with 10-year contracts, and here's why. I mean, he's talking about like seven is his max. He ain't trying to have anybody like into their their year 35 season and whatnot. And uh, he was actually kind of critical of the Braves, like talking about this really biting them in a few years, right? Um and is it enough to get over the top in the first place? So what do you think, Graves? You, I mean, I have respect for the Braves as well. I just thought that article was interesting huh. and a different perspective on it.
2: That, that is interesting. I, I, I hadn't necessarily read that particular article. But, I mean, I think I, – I mean, there's some truth to it. I mean, it is a gamble to to sign that many players –
0: to those long contracts, you know. Um, well, you're to the point where you're saying right now, this group yeah. of players I have, same one I want to have in in seven years.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean that that that's that's, 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 that's kind of risky because uh, you know a lot of stuff can happen between now and then. So right. I, you know, it, it it it's a gamble to to do something like that and. You know, and we're looking at the the Pirates and like, okay, when are we going to sign Brian Reynolds and how long are we going to extend him for? And and, you know, that's like the big question of how many years he should get. And and you're looking at the at the Braves and signing everybody to these, you know, long extensions. It's just it's uh, it's crazy. It it hasn't been
0: tried, Jim. Not this.
1: No, what, but I will say, like, if you even get four or five years good years out of it, yeah, um, and you decide to kind of whatever you want to do at that point, and trust me, baseball allows you to do whatever you want. If you want to tear it completely down and start over and jettison contracts and just eat a bunch of money and not compete for the next five years, they'll allow it as it stands right now. So yeah, there's a risk to it, but I think if you believe in what you're doing. And I think the Braves 1,000% believe in what they're doing and have done. I, I think it's – I don't have an issue with it. I like it.
0: Well, it's not to me, it's not about having an issue with it. I'm an observer of the way people build teams. I like all the different aspects of, of different ways you can go about it, whether you have money or don't have money. The Braves are – you know they got Superstation money, but they're not as loaded as as some of these teams. Like they don't have as much as the Dodgers. They don't have as much mm-hmm. as as the the Mets do right now or the Yankees. They're they're a top tier team, but they're not top top. So they have to do this. They have to make some bets. And I like that they're making their bets this way. I'm just saying it's a fascinating different way to do it. I've never seen a team extend their core that much. Usually you see people like, oh well, we're gonna keep these three or four guys that's our core. The Braves have been like, no screw that these 10 are our core <laughs> you know what I mean And that's yeah. just a different way to approach it. I haven't seen it. I'm interested to see if it works.
2: It, it's a different way to be creative and I and I think it, in today's game you've got to be creative in your contracts and and, and, and and how you go about the business and I, I it is fascinating.
0: All right so let's read some comments here. We got Nick Camuso he says NL East top three teams are loaded and he said Miami isn't bad, which I disagreed with. then, he's
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> then we have uh, let's see Nick AL East is loaded. Boston's the weakest team and they're not even that bad. I think they kind of are but hmm. actually the one thing I, the reason I didn't go with the AL East I should say it because I, t- I talked about why I went with the NL East. The reason I didn't go with the AL East was because I don't believe in the Rays. Not this year. I don't think they have enough this year. And I think their pitching already is injured up a little bit. And I just don't see the offense. I really don't. I think they have Wander Franco and everybody else, you know, Rosarena. Those are their two real threat bats right now. So I'm just not, I'm not a huge fan of their lineup yet. But the Rays always have a way of making it work. But that division is bad this year. The Orioles are not a cupcake anymore. The Rays used to eat up 17 to 20 wins a year on on the Orioles back. Mm -hmm. They're not going to be able to do that. And Boston isn't so bad that they're just going to roll over for everybody. They've still got pitching. They've still got hitting. They're still going to do some damage, you know. So you're not going to get those cupcake wins in that division anymore. And I think the Rays are going to suffer from it.
1: Yeah, I think the argument you could say is, well, look at the Nationals and look at the Marlins and – you know that could be that weighs that division down. So it's kind of how you, it's it's close. It's close.
0: The funny you know, thing—I'll tell you what—I did vote before the Rodon news broke.
1: Yeah, talk about right. The, yeah,
0: that that hurts the Yankees. Like, whoo, that's awful.
1: Yeah, talk about you know sharing injuries. Right. Right. So, so that's,
0: that's where we think the divisions are. We're pretty happy with with those. I. I think that's the way it'll shake out. I think that's probably where the world series teams are likely to come from unless San Diego sneaks out there. I think the Dodgers are having an intentional down year to make sure they can get show a next year. I think that's why they throttled back a little bit and left some things a little more suspect. And, yeah. uh,
1: it makes so much sense. It makes it? a
0: ton of sense because mm-hmm. you know Kershaw's done after this year. You know, you know, there's going to be some changes to that rotation, and getting to show, hey, fixes two problems for them. So.
1: <laughs> well, and, and then you just talk about it from a fan perspective and a demographic perspective out there. You know what I mean? You I know mean, he wants to stay in Cali. Yeah. 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 And um, then you have a, a different population as far as um with asian american population and i mean remember when they had hideo nomo and things like that how big of a deal that was out there and so it's the same concept a hundred times greater right so um it's like shack going to la it just seems like it's inevitable
0: it really does i mean Graves, have you given that situation any thought
2: I, I honestly, I think Jim kind of nailed it. I mean, that's, uh, he, he does both that did. sometimes he, he does. I'll, I'll give him some credit. Yeah. I'll give him credit. I mean, I think, uh, yeah. Uh, are the Dodgers going to downplay it? I think, yeah. I think uh, that there's some definitely some credence to that. So, I, and that uh, that's that as a part fan that uh, that scares me.
0: <laughs> and then uh, the NL. I mean, we do have to touch on the NL Central since we're talking baseball at large. We might as well kind of talk about where we are because, hey, one playoff team is going to come out of this division. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah. You know, we've talked about the order a lot. I think we all can probably agree it's the, the Brewers and the, and the Cardinals up at the top, most likely the Cardinals. They seem to be the most set. And uh, everybody's sure going to hate when Jordan Walker comes up and shows that they can develop talent again because
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: that kid's going to be a stud. Yeah, and uh, Ellie De La Cruz is going to come up for the Reds this year, and I think you're going to see Nick Lodolo and Hunter Green look like they're ready to take over and be linchpins in that Cincinnati Reds rotation for years to come. So, hey, the bottom ain't going to stay the bottom for long, right?
1: No, you mentioned the Reds, uh, especially like look, offensively they're 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 not very they're not very good, but. If you catch them on the wrong three-day series with some of that young pitching, um, that won't be as easy of a walk in the park as it has been and could be. So some of it might just fall to the schedule. But they have some young arms in that rotation that they can build around.
0: They do. They just don't have anybody that can hit
1: even in that ballpark right now. (laughs) They They don't. But hey, you know what we had to beat them one, nothing and got no hit. So I guess you got to, well, do that's a high preview
0: high. of opening day. We're going to do that in a couple of weeks here, Jim, <laughs> you know, as we get Hunter green and Mitch Keller yeah. facing off. Yeah. And, uh, Hey, you know, that pesky clock is coming. So it's time to end the show. And oh, man, I think I thought uh, you meant
1: pitch clock. I was I was, <laughs> I was having heart palpitations. I thought, thought I had to get back in the box gear.
0: Well, Here's, the the Here's the thing. As we were recording, Jim, I just came to the realization that we did not have time for the argument that pitch clock was going to become. So I figured I'd push it off for a larger segment. in oh, yeah. The very near
1: future. And, yeah. Let's uh, let, let's dive into that. Cause Yeah, I think I think there's some good stuff there.
0: No, I think so too. So hey, good stuff and Graves, great, great to have you back. Yeah. And I think I think the best way to honor you being back on the show this week is for you to throw it to Ben. (laughs) Wow, I I am so
2: honored. So I guess we're just gonna um just gonna throw it to Ben. Let's go, Ben. Yes, go, Ben.